Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is the Frey Podcast, brought to you by thefrey.com, a place for women who want more from life. Today's podcast is a solo episode and I'm going to be speaking with you about the power of a good routine or rhythm to your day and also a little bit about productivity and time management as well. So I'm sure that wherever you are right now in the world, you would agree that it kind of feels like the world has gone mad and it just, it has been like a really overwhelming few years with the pandemic and everything which I'm not going to go into because that's not what this episode is about but I just wanted to first of all acknowledge that so many people have felt extremely anxious and extremely out of control. I heard a um, podcast and they were speaking about how there was this study done where people would actually rather be in really bad, like in worse conditions for a definite period of time, like understanding how long those conditions would last versus conditions that aren't as bad but for a period of time that is unknown. So what that really tells us is as humans, we really value having a sense of control over our situation. It mean to think that we would rather something be worse, like we would rather suffer more, but know how long we're going to suffer versus suffer less, but have this ambiguity over it. It really speaks to that human desire to feel as though we have a sense of control and control really is an illusion, but it's an illusion that we value. And there are things that we can do that feel like we really have control, which can give us a sense of purpose and fulfillment. But ultimately, so many things are out of our control. And so in today's episode, I wanted to speak a little bit about the, the feeling of being able to control the controllables within your life and how they can give you a sense of certainty and safety, even though we understand at a much bigger picture level, none of us really have that much control, right? So hopefully we're on the same page. We all agree none of us have a great deal of control, but different people desire different levels of it. And control and certainty, in my mind, kind of go hand in hand. Some people really value a very high degree of certainty. Some people want to know what's what. They want to know exactly what's going to happen right down to the finest minute details, whereas other people have less of an attachment to knowing all of the ins and outs and they value certainty and control but just not as highly you know they might they might be a little more flexible a little more fluid they don't feel as out of sorts if things go out of control 
you might be the sort of person that when you're not in control, you really spiral and you struggle. And if that's you, you probably, if you zoom out a little bit or zoom in maybe, if you practice some introspection and have awareness, you might realize that you do things day in, day out to really bolster your sense of control. And so that could be leaning into behaviors such as um, perfectionism, really controlling your workday, micromanaging your partner, micromanaging your children, those sorts of things. You're not doing them because you want to control people or control outcomes from a bad place. You're doing it likely because you really value predictability and certainty you know maybe you had a childhood that was unstable so now you really want as much stability as possible there are so many reasons why you could develop this attachment to control and certainty and all of those things Um, so just understanding different people have different relationships with a sense of control so today's episode I really wanted to speak with you about having a routine or rhythm to your day and also about commitment and productivity or productivity I should say I guess. So there is a bit of a saying about how discipline really can bring about a sense of freedom and it's one of those contradictory statements a bit of an oxymoron like how does discipline bring about freedom but I think truthfully particularly if you have children and even if you don't have kids you're you're living a busy fast-paced life all of us are you know we have news coming at us 24 7 we're contactable all the time we're doing 20 million things at once we're all kind of go 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 and so this idea that discipline can provide a sense of freedom does speak to me because Having a routine, having structure to your day means that you actually get your needs and wants met with some degree of predictability and certainty. I remember when the boys were first born, that was something I struggled with, those early weeks of just not knowing which way was up because I never knew what was going to happen next between learning how to feed them, trying to get them to sleep healing and recovering from having them and just everything like everything that goes along with entering my trescence and particularly that lack of a sense of control over my environment it was really um really confronting and I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that and so I really do love a routine for being able to meet needs the word routine can be a little bit polarizing so sometimes I will use the word rhythm in replace of routine because rhythm seems to be a little more palatable I remember when I was doing a lot of in-home consultations for baby and toddler sleep if I went in really hard with like okay this is the routine this is the structure and I fully believe in routine for kids like 100% but if I went in really hard on like beating the routine drum some people would be on board straight away but other people would like visibly retract and reject the word routine but once I dug a little deeper and I explained you could replace the word routine with rhythm and you can decide how much flexibility you have and most people do have a consistent rhythm to their days 
unless you live a wildly unpredictable life where each and every day you get up and you do something totally different, most of us have a specific rhythm. Of course, there are variables. You know, you might eat breakfast at a different time. You might start work at a different time if you're a shift worker, but you will have a set of behaviors and habits that you go through most of the time. And that is your rhythm. That's the cadence to your day. And so I would love to encourage you to think about the pace of your day. What are the things that you are doing all the time? And I think routine really holds hands with productivity and how you go about your day. So if you're feeling busy, but you don't know exactly where your time is going, like if you just feel like you're nonstop all the time, but feel like you're chasing your tail, or if you feel like you're not productive at all and you find yourself procrastinating on certain things, there's something I would really strongly suggest you do. And you know what, even if you don't fall into those categories, even if you're like, yeah, you know, I'm neither here nor there on the chasing my tail or feeling like I'm not being productive or I'm procrastinating, but regardless, you're here, you're listening to this episode. Something I would encourage you to do is an activity that a business coach got me to do years and years ago when I first started working with my first ever business coach when I was moving from in-home consultations to the online platform one of the very first, perhaps even the first thing he got me to do was to keep a very detailed time log for a full week. Now, it was a pain to do, but it was such an insightful tool. And I would encourage you to do this, like regardless of whether or not you have a business, regardless of your working situation right now, Perhaps you're a stay-at-home mum. Perhaps you're working part-time. Perhaps you're a student. It doesn't matter. This is just something I would encourage you to try and do to really gain knowledge. Get that intel on yourself. Because if we want to make changes or grow in any way, we need to kind of know where we're starting, like, and be realistic and objective about it. So a time log will just give you give you that info that you need so when I say a time log what I mean is this from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep at night I want you to write down what you're doing hour by hour Um, or maybe it's not even hour by hour maybe you're splitting tasks up into half an hour chunks or whatever it is but write down you know 6 a.m to 7 a.m how does that time get spent fill it in what happened in that hour eight to nine all of that stuff what goes on write down if you're driving to work if you're getting the kids fed if you're ducking in to pick up groceries getting dressed choosing to read, you're working, you're playing an online game, whatever. Be brutally honest. This is not um, an activity to be your best self. This is the activity to be your real self as you are. So it's not like, okay, you're going to overhaul your life and for seven days you're going to write down everything you do when you are your best self. No, it's like, who are you now and how are you spending your time now? Keeping that time log for a full seven days will A, be annoying, it's inconvenient, but B, it's going to give you so much information. And if seven days feels like too big of a swing, start with doing it for two or three days. But you have to be 
honest. If you're watching TV for two hours of a morning, write it down. If you're scrolling Instagram for four hours through the day, write it down. You don't have to tell anyone, you don't have to out yourself, but you need this information so that you can't deny any longer where your time is going. Now that time log, as I've said 20 times, will reveal so much And when it reveals to you how you're spending your time, which might actually be a surprise to you, you might think, oh my gosh, I'm spending so much time on preparing food for the family. But at the end of the week, you might go, huh, I'm really only doing, I don't know, four hours, whatever, a week that verse I'm actually spending six hours a week on other domestic chores or whatever it is you get the idea it will just open your eyes a bit so once you have that information it might actually help you to identify what sort of systems you could introduce or investments you might like to make or just general restructuring and when I say systems what I mean are things like you know, maybe you look at the way that you're spending time and you realize, like me, (laughs) um, that you're stopping in at Coles 48 times a week. And that's not a great use of your time, unless it's something you really enjoy, which I don't. I just am forever useless with groceries. So I need to take my own advice here and go, okay, I need a better system for this. So that could be using an online um, ordering app. You know, the Woolies and Coles apps have your grocery lists in there. So it's very easy to just add them to your cart, rinse and repeat, add things in. It's a great budgeting tool as well. That could be a system. Or maybe it's saying to your partner, you know what, I'm really not enjoying this part of the domestic load. Can you step in? How can we work it out so that you're you're taking on this role or whatever it is? Um, you might be in a position to make investments such as going, you know what, I'm spending four hours a week cleaning and that's actually costing me money because that's money I'm not working or it's costing me time with the kids and you could be in a position to employ someone else who could come in for two hours that week and do your domestic duties and help you out or whatever it is depending on the situations situation you are in systems can also be really small like okay if we run out of milk we have a system of there's a piece of paper on the fridge and you write it down so that you know that you're out of milk or a system like when the kids get home from school school bags go in a basket in the laundry so no one's tripping over them so we know where they are tomorrow morning everything is there ready to go What sort of things can help streamline the way that you are using your time and help free up some time or help redistribute where you're spending your time? I swear a time log is such a valuable exercise to do. And it's one that you can include your family in as well, particularly if you are talking about redistributing the domestic load and introducing some simple family systems. Next up, I would encourage you to consider a master list or a plan for each week, or you could do a monthly plan as well. There are amazing paper calendars out there that you could have on your fridge or on like the hallway table or wherever, somewhere that everyone can access it. Um, Or you could do it digitally, depending on the age and ability of your children as well. I'm just old fashioned. I love a paper 
and pen system. That's definitely my go-to. But having a master month or master weekly plan that is visible for everyone that resides in your household can be so valuable. If you've got kids that have different activities happening, like we've got, you know, little Tommy has swimming lessons and Johnny has soccer and Annabelle has violin or whatever it is, just having all of that in the calendar so you can see and everyone knows what is going on. Maybe it's having your work hours in there. Maybe it's having, um, well, of course, you'd be having things like special occasions if you've got birthdays, all of that stuff, just so that you can see what's ahead helps with productivity so that you're not caught out last minute going, oh, oh my gosh, we've got a birthday party and we never got around to picking up a gift. If it's visible, if you can see it, it's going to help you to know what's coming up and to feel like you're ahead of the curve. So if you have that master month or master week, whatever feels right for you, a month might feel overwhelming for some, whereas for other people that's perfect because maybe you have a very structured life and you do have those repeat things happening each week once you have that I would then encourage you weekly to create a master list so a master list of the things that you need to take care of hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're anything like me, you will have a million tabs opened at all times. So just having a place where you can write things down as they come to mind can really help to close off those loops and minimize those tabs so that you don't feel so scattered all the time. Because, I mean, it's really hard. It's really hard to have open buzzing tabs and to just be carrying that all the time. It's really important to be able to go, okay, yep. I've mentally had that come into my mind. I'm going to put it down there and then I can move on to the next thing. So having your master weekly list will then allow you to create daily lists if you need to. And I am definitely someone who needs a daily list, particularly because I work from home. So each and every day I will sit down and make my hit list. I call it a hit list and I have three to five non-negotiable tasks most days that I absolutely have to complete and then under that I have tasks that are still important but not as time sensitive. So at the end of the day I make sure I have completed those hit list tasks if possible and then if I haven't been able to complete the less time sensitive important ones they get carried on to the next day's list and it's really satisfying to sit down and tick things off or highlight them you know just get them off that list it gives you a sense of achievement and fulfillment and like you are actually making a dent in all of the things that you have to do so you might prefer to do this digitally on your phone there are apps you can also just use if you've got your iphone you can use the to-do list function there as i said i love paper I also have a color-coded Gmail calendar. So I like to kind of be clear with my to-do list tasks versus 
things that I need to diarize. So what I mean by that is if something I would put in the diary, like an appointment, a meeting, a work commitment, wouldn't necessarily then also go on my to-do list. So a to-do list is like sitting down, what are the actual tasks? And then I also have my calendar where I have things scheduled in, as I said, my appointments and whatnot. Now with my calendar, it is a shared calendar, which is really helpful. So if you have a partner, you would probably have your partner sharing your calendar as well so that they can see what what's what <laughs> and also add things in as well, which just helps, da- helps as well, I think, with micromanaging you know if you both have access and similar to that paper one that you might have on your fridge for the whole family if you're going to also use a digital calendar or just use a digital calendar sharing it with your partner or the people in your life that need to know kind of then takes the onus the responsibility off you to feel like you need to micromanage and make sure everyone is across what's happening like rather than you being the one that has to remind and prompt everyone all the time that little Johnny has soccer it's there in the calendar like it's up to your partner to be an adult and have a look and check in my shared calendar because I don't have a partner is with Jordan who I work with and it's so helpful because Jordan can then go ahead and schedule things in And this is helpful with productivity and streamlining. So she doesn't have to go through me to say, hey, Kylie, I want to book this podcast guest in. When are you free? She can just look in the calendar and put it in there straight away and we can both see it. There will be a reminder. I'll check in. It just makes life easier. Often people, like we all do it, we get caught up double handling things that really only one person needs to handle and it takes up more time and energy and again opens up one of those tabs which is just so draining because then we're carrying around that mental load so share your calendar encourage the people that need to be across this to actually check in and be across it but also just you know you do your part and they can do their part if that makes sense boundaries when it comes to booking things in are important as well, making sure that you're not overbooking yourself. So you might like to block out free time, spare time, time for fun, time for flexibility, all of that stuff. Building out these lists and having this calendar system will really, really help you with your routine. So maybe you make checking in with your calendar part of your daily routine. You make your morning coffee, you sit down and you have a look over what needs to be done or you get up 20 minutes earlier before the kids or 20 minutes before you have been. You've got to find the time somewhere to create that hit list because you know it's going to help you get more out of your day and feel like you are just on top of things. When I say get more out of your day I am not trying to push that hustle mentality of like never sleep do more be more or as Kim K has recently and very famously said you know people just don't want to fucking work right now that's not what I'm saying I just know myself at the end of the day if I have achieved the important tasks I feel that sense of pride and fulfillment and I want you to feel that as well rather getting to the end of the day and feeling like you know, you've been white knuckling all day and you've just made it through and you don't know what you've gotten to and you still feel scattered. So being organized with your routine and these little tips might be helpful. Something that I do 
um, and I need to do it (laughs) when I work because I work from home, as I've said, is time blocking. So I realized this very early on, particularly when I had my time log in front of me and I couldn't deny how scattered I was in the very early days of working from home. You know, like I would do 10 minutes of this and then I'd put the kids cot sheets on and then I'd be distracted by neighbors or whatever it was. So I realized that I really needed short time frames that felt manageable. So time blocking is what I call it. And it's just when you sit down and look at your day and I go, okay, you know what? I'm going to spend from 9am to 10am reaching out to podcast guests. That whole hour, that's what I'm going to do. And then at 10 a.m., I'm going to switch focus. And from 10 to 11, that's when I might be reviewing sponsored content partnership um, agreements that have come in. Then from 10 to 11 or 11 to 12, that's when I'm going to switch gears and I'm going to start writing down a couple of thoughts of topics for solo podcasts or I've got a live chat in the free Facebook group. I just find having a clear plan for my day makes me feel like I can actually focus on what is in front of me. I'm sure so many of you can relate to this of just feeling like you're spread so thinly and that is the mental load, the domestic load, the load that we all carry and as women we tend to carry it more for sure. So it's just going, okay, this is where I am. This is what I need to focus on. I understand those other things still exist, but right now this is where my mind needs to be. And I will set an alarm and I am so much more productive because I'm like, oh, this is the time I've got to do it. I'm just going to get through it. So that's one that might be helpful for you as well. Another one is the importance of having a clean and practical and functional workspace. Do not underestimate the importance of actually being able to sit down and use your workspace really, really well. So if you're sitting down at a desk that is overwhelmed, like it's just a mess, you're going to find it harder to focus. And I know so many girlfriends of mine and I, we've had this conversation countless times during the pandemic when we felt overwhelmed. That's when we'll notice this real impulse to get up and tidy. It's like, oh, I've, all of a sudden I've got to make sure my bathroom cabinets are super organized. It's because we feel out of control in other areas of life. So feeling like your space, you know, like keep your yard clean is really helpful when it comes to being practical. So make sure you have that little work zone if that's what you need. Um, And yeah, just have it nice and organized and simple and free of distractions, free of as much resistance as possible. Having a playlist is another one. So I have a Pavlovian response anytime I hear a song from Beyonce's Lemonade album and what I mean by Pavlovian response is the old Pavlov's Pavlov. I can't speak Pavlov's dog um, story. So lemonade is 
the album I listened to nonstop when I was working on my original online sleep programs. I just got into this habit of as soon as I would go into my home office, that was the album that would go on. It would just be on repeat. It was something nice and soothing about the familiarity and the cadence of that album. And now when I hear it, because I spent so many hours working to it, I literally am like right back there on the Gold Coast in my little office. The kids are little and I'm working late at night and early in the morning. And I still love playlists to work. So I have certain playlists for certain tasks, um, depending on whether or not I'm sitting down to write and work on a new project, there's a playlist I'll use. If I'm just doing kind of tick and flick emails, like yes, no type stuff, there's a different one. So you might like to just be cognizant of how you feel with different music. I shared this in a recent episode, but since moving into this house, if I'm working at night, I am all about this particular jazz playlist, which is kind of a little left of field for me. But there's just something that like, like drops me into this work mode and I feel really calm and at ease. So have a little think about your own response and what is it that you need? Maybe this isn't for working. Maybe it's for working out. Maybe it's for cleaning. Maybe it's for the commute, the different parts of your day. Would it be more enjoyable? Would you get more out of it if you had a good playlist to listen to? Um, What else? There are apps that you can use if you need a little bit of help not being distracted. So back to what I mentioned before about time blocking. When that time is on, I'm not answering calls. I'm not answering text messages. I'm not scrolling the internet aimlessly. I'm not checking on Instagram. I'm not getting up and doing house tasks. I am on task for that hour focused with my time blocking plan. So one of the biggest struggles I think that we have with productivity is the fact that we are being bombarded all the time with notifications and people and things, like things, inanimate objects, making bids for our attention, saying like, hey, answer me, hey, I liked your photo, hey, and it pulls us out of what we're doing. So we need to be firm with our boundaries and go, no, like, no, no, no no Mr. Notification, I'm not coming to check you right now. I am busy. I am focused. Now it's all well and good to say that. And I am just a big fan of flight mode. That works for me. Goes on flight mode. That way I am not tempted to check anything because nothing is popping up. Nothing's coming through. And it also feels like a nice way to kind of bookend my task. I'll take it off flight mode, check in, see if there's anything that's come through that's important. Then it goes back on. You might feel like putting it on flight mode isn't enough for you, or maybe it is, or maybe you don't even need to do that. Maybe you're better at it than I am and you can just flip your phone upside down and know that you're not going to touch it. But because I use my phone alarm for time blocking, I do have it there handy. Otherwise you could just put it in your bedroom or your car or whatever get rid of it. It's a distraction. But there are apps that you can install 
on your computer or your phone that actually will like block you from going on those things for a certain period of time. So it constantly just reminds you to stay on task, stay focused. So you could explore those if you like. And there's no shame at all in needing a system because we have to remember these apps that we use day in, day out are designed to really steal our attention and our focus because they are like, that's what they're wired to do. They want us to spend as much time as possible on them. So your phone's going to send you a notification to get your attention to pick it back up. So it's not an easy thing to fight off. Having a system can be really, really helpful. Now, I mentioned the term book ending just before when I said, you know, when I turn my flight mode off, it's a nice way to kind of bookend the end of that task. If you think of bookends, you know, like the two things that go at the start and the finish of a stack of books, think about how you bookend your day currently. What do you do to begin and what do you do to end your day? Do you also need to introduce some bookending for different tasks that you do throughout the day? I know that I rely on this when I have handover with the boys. If I'm dropping the boys off and they're going to spend their three nights with their dad, I find it a little hard to drop them off and dive straight into something else. I need like a little bit of bookend time, like some sort of white noise for half an hour. Truthfully, usually it's cleaning. Like I'll come home and just clean up for half an hour and that kind of helps me transition. Or I'll go for a beach walk, take Lou for a walk, do a workout, maybe have a phone call with a friend. Like I just feel like I need something that kind of symbolizes, oh, I'm moving into a different portion of my day or my week. But have a little bit of a reflect on how do you bookend your day currently and are there things, other things that you might benefit more from, you know, and bookending your day could tie back into that creating of a list, sitting down with a cup of tea at the end of the day and just going, yeah, look at all of the things I achieved and all right, now I'm going to get organized for tomorrow. That can be helpful as well. I think when it comes to being productive and feeling organized with your routine and your rhythm, another big one is streamlining for tomorrow, the night before. So I will always, always spend a little bit of time and the time varies. Sometimes it's five minutes, sometimes it's 25 minutes. Um, But I'll spend some time streamlining so that the next morning there's as little resistance as possible when I start the day. I think there's nothing worse than starting the day feeling like you're behind already. Like starting the day and coming into a kitchen that's full of dirty dishes or stepping over school bags or realizing the lunch boxes weren't unpacked the night before or even right down to your children have knots in their shoes and they're too young to actually untie those knots. So then you end up feeling flustered and frustrated and annoyed at them because when you've said, get your shoes on, can you tell this is like one that's happened to me? Like when you say, get your shoes on, they can't. So it's, it's those little things that I would just make sure were done the night before. So for me, it's I get, make sure uniforms are sorted. You know, they're ready. They can grab them easily. Socks are there. Sh- we've got shoes. <laughs> um, bags are there. Lunch boxes are out. Like little things, right? Like even just the 30 seconds it takes to open the dishwasher door and get the lunch boxes out and let them air dry makes a difference. So in the morning, I'm not having to dry all the little compartments. I can just put the food in. And I know that sounds so inconsequential, 
But when you're waking up and you're doing 20 million things, when you're putting out 20 million different little fires, those things do add up and they add to the mental load and the annoyance of those menial tasks. So streamline for the next morning. So for myself, I make sure I've got a supportive sports bra and a pair of socks with my shoes because I want to get a workout in of a morning and I don't want to have to go digging and looking for those things. I want it to be easy because if my day starts off with ease, it normally continues in a similar way. Just as if you start the day off banging your head against a brick wall, you feel exhausted by lunchtime because you've already had to like navigate and also use so much more energy to turn your mood around. So spend some time the night before just getting things sorted and you will not regret it, I'm sure. Now there is a famous quote that I love that goes along the lines of a wise man, but we're going to change it because we know better. A wise woman knows the work is never done. I remember hearing that a couple of years ago and I just felt like my whole body relax, which might sound like a counterintuitive response to that quote. A wise woman knows the work is never done could be enough to make you feel like, oh, well, for fuck's sake, what are we doing here? Like it's never going to end. There is no end. But for me, when I heard that, there was something so settling and soothing about it. And my shoulders kind of dropped down because I was like, yeah, why am I finding myself chasing my tail and racing to get everything done? Like it's never going to be complete. There's never going to be a day where I have done every single piece of laundry. There's never going to be a day where I don't need to wash a dish. There's never going to be a day where there aren't emails coming in. So it's like accepting and making peace like the work, whatever the work is for you, is never done. So don't put so much pressure or stress on yourself to control it and feel like you're this, you know, master of completion because it's a futile task. You're only going to have an empty in-tray for a very small period of time. It's much more likely that you're going to have tasks building up for more time than you won't. So how can you make it enjoyable and how can you feel as though you're doing a good job of managing it? And that's when I think it comes back to routine and self-awareness of how you're spending your time and systems and redistribution and organization and having plans, having your hit list, your routine, your rhythm, as I said. Um, And yeah, just what do you need to feel more productive? I think those things are important. And the dedication, as I said at the start of this episode, the contradiction of discipline equaling freedom. And when I say discipline, I don't mean beating yourself up over little things, but I mean the discipline to spend those 10 minutes streamlining for the next morning. It gives you a sense of freedom of being much more on top of things. You know what I'm saying. I don't need to keep beating that drum. So I hope that this episode has been helpful for you when it comes to considering those things. Um, 
As always, it would mean the world to me if you do take a screenshot of this episode, share it on your stories, tag me at Kylie Camps. I will have more episodes coming up very soon with Mallory. We were meant to record one today, but the poor little thing was stuck in traffic for hours. So I said, nope, we'll do it another day. Don't waste any more time because that's not a good use of her time. Back to time management team. I hope you're well. I hope you're safe and sound. And I will talk with you really, really soon. flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.